November's almost gone. <clears throat> Got your Christmas list started? Okay. Let's start with the nugget this morning. Hope. Hope is the seed. Hope is the seed from which new life grows. Hope is the seed from which new life grows. That's a good thought. That hope will give you something to grasp. Okay. Um, Father, we're praised. We just give you thanks as we look to your word. We're asking, Father God, that greater revelation comes to each and every one of us as we hear the word, Father. We thank you, Lord, that your word was sent to heal us and deliver us from all destruction. So, Father, we receive the blessing in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, uh, Thanksgiving 2015, since we're not going to be here for Wednesday, we will do it this Sunday or today. This coming Thursday is Thanksgiving Day. It's a day set aside that our country gives thanks to God. Amen. Glory to God. This was the inspiration of Governor Bradford in the year 1623. So we've had Thanksgiving for a long time in our country. He made the following proclamation to the pilgrim settlers at Plymouth after their third year. So it's three years before this proclamation came into being. The first two years were, resulted in a dismal failure under a socialist system. So when we're trying to go back into it with our, with our never mind, uh, you know where that where, where I would go down that one. We're un, under the new system of capitalism, free market growth and abundance develop, developed and brought in prosperity. And this is what happened in that third year. They started that, and this is what he said. This is his announcement to the pilgrims. To all ye pilgrims, inasmuch as the great Father has given us this year an abundant harvest of Indian corn, wheat, peas, squashes, and garden vegetables, and has made the forest to abound with game and the sea with fish and clams, and inasmuch as he has protected us from the raids, raids of savages, has spared us from pestilence and disease, and has granted us freedom to worship God according to the dictates of our own conscience, uh, now I, which is William Bradford, your magistrate, do proclaim that ye pilgrims, with your wives and your little ones, do gather ye at the meeting house on the hill. That's the church. Between the hours of 9 and 12, in this day, uh, in the daytime on Thursday, November 29th of the year of our Lord, 1623. And the third year since the pilgrims landed on Plymouth Rock, there you are to listen to the pastor and render thanksgiving to Almighty God for his blessings. Wow, what a statement to the pilgrims. So he said, everybody gather at the church house. We're going to bless God. 
after hearing the pastor. <laughs> now, there's nothing wrong with uh, celebrating or giving thanks to God on a certain day, but scriptures tell us this. Turn to uh, Ephesians chapter 5. So in Ephesians chapter 5. Ephesians chapter 5, looking at verse 19 and 20 from the King James. Speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Verse 20. Giving thanks always for all things unto God, for the, for the Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. So we're, not, we're supposed to give thanks always. Not just one day, but always. And uh, since we're in the New Testament there, turn to the other, um, not the other, but the uh, First Thessalonians, I'm sorry. First Thessalonians chapter 5. That's First Thessalonians, Thessalonians chapter 5. And we will begin in the 16th verse again from the King James. Rejoice evermore. Pray without ceasing. In everything, give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ concerning you. So in everything, we are to give thanks. Not just on a, just once a year, but every day. Amen. The Apostle Paul, main subject here is praise and thanksgiving. We need to do that. Uh, we want, want you to note, if you're taking notes, um, the, the other important words in these passages, passages, always, continually, and without ceasing. Always, continually, and without ceasing. He's not just talking about church services, but this is the Christian attitude, or should be the Christian attitude, day in and day out. 24-7. It's a heart, heart attitude. <coughs> Glory to God. I hope you have a 24... <laughs> get it up. 24-7 attitude in praise and worship. Amen. Glory to God. Uh, there are three things or attitudes that keep us from being thankful. We're going to look at it, some negative things first. First thing that keeps us from being thankful is our pride. This attitude says... Nobody ever gave me anything. I work for everything I have. One feels that they have no one to thank but themselves. You know. Everything must center around themselves. They are the all-important I-me. Ever notice some people, it's always I and me. It's always about, you know, that... Them, okay? And the I me phrase pours out of their mouth continually. Look what I did. How great I am. Um, the offensive pride will always keep people from worshiping God and being thankful. That's number one, pride. Number two is a critical spirit. A critical spirit. A const the constant complaining and grumbling removes us from being thankful. 
You think about the children of Israel. They just got into the desert and they, got, they were complaining. Just started. I mean, just a trek out. They had everything. They had the wealth of Egypt in their carts, on their donkeys, on their oxen. And they had great looking clothes. But as soon as they got away from there, they turned around and saw the Egyptians coming. They started murmuring, complaining. Hello. Instead of being grateful, the person always finds something to complain or grumble about, whether it's something large or something small. I think we all know people like that. Sometimes we look in the mirror and we can recognize that person real quick. Oh, nobody caught that one either. Okay, the third thing. Third thing that uh, takes away thanks, uh, thank, being thankful. Carelessness. Being careless. Being careless will keep you from being grateful or thankful. Carelessness brings forth disappointment. And then frustration. Anybody ever, ever fall into that situation? You were, you were careless with something and all of a sudden you were disappointed and then you got frustrated because you... Ah, man! Okay. Frustration then drives and keeps you away from thanksgiving and praise. You become self-centered with a melancholy, melancholy way. You know, oh me, so, oh, I, you know, you're a sad sack situation. If we would adopt the attitude of thanksgiving into our lives, our lives would be changed or would change. Amen. Glory to God. If we would look forward each and every day with great anticipation, we would be thankful. Go back to the, go back to our, our, Nugget, anybody read, read, wrote that nugget down? And what does it say? Hope is a seed from which life grows. Well, that's the great anticipation. You'll be thankful. Oh, glory to God. God's going to do something for me tomorrow or in the next two hours or something. Or when I go for the job interview, God's going to do something. I mean, you, you're thankful. You begin to thank. Amen. Okay, there are three things. Now we go the opposite way now. There are three things that, express, that are expressed in the Bible that we can learn about thanksgiving. Number one, thanksgiving should be expressed. Thank you for the lone amen out there. Let's go to the book of Psalms 100. Psalms 100. And what do we find there? Psalms 100. Psalms 100, and looking at verse 4, Enter into his gates with thanksgiving, and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him, and bless his name. We need to thank the Lord. Some people... we got to go to church. But it's so early, it's so cold, it's so, so hot, it's so humid. We find all sorts of things to complain about. And it says we need to what? Enter his gate, into his church 
with thanksgiving. And into his courts with praise. How many hit that door praising this morning? Don't raise your hands. Okay. Psalms 107. Let's go to 107. Psalms 107. Verse 1. Give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, and his mercy endures forever. Oh, glory to God. His mercy endures forever. Give thanks unto the Lord, for he's good. He has you. And me, in his eyes, in his protective hands. And he wants to do great and mighty things for us. Think about it. God wants to do something for us when we are thankful. Let's go to the New Testament. and Find the book of Luke. And we want to go to the 17th chapter. Luke. Oh, glory to God. You're going to be out of here quicker than you think. You're going to be thankful. Luke chapter 17. Everybody found that yet? I hear all the computers going, so. Um. Let's start with verse 11. It's the healing of the ten leopards. And it came to pass, from the King James, that's Luke 17, verse 11. And it came to pass that he went to Jerusalem, that as he passed through the midst of Samaria and, of Samaria and Galilee, and as he entered into a certain city, there met him ten men that were leopards, which stood afar off. And they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. Well, that falls, falls true on certain things, doesn't it? And when he saw them, he said unto them, Go show yourselves unto the priest. And, they came, and it came to pass that as they went, they were cleansed. Verse 15, And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back and with a loud voice glorified God, and fell down at his, at his, uh, on his face at his feet, giving thanks to him. And he was a Samaritan. Wow! Look what happens when you give glory to God and praise God. He was made whole. I, I think that anything that was missing, see, when they were healed, I mean, uh, you know, things were missing on people, but... It says he was made whole. That means any parts that were gone automatically go back. And not only that, I think he was made whole spiritually also now. I mean, he, he, he started off, but now he had, the whole, he had the whole thing. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So we too can be made whole or complete by our thanksgiving. Are you, are you hearing me out there? Okay. There is a psychologist, I guess you call these guys, named Hans Stiles. He has stated that gratitude produces more positive 
emotional energy than any other attitude in life. It says, if you have a attitude of thankful, being gratifying, you know, being thankful, it changes things in your life. So when you get in the dumps, we need to turn it around right away. Because it'll produce better in your life than, than the other stuff. A thankful heart will, in, will endure others to us. And us to others. Think about that. Thanksgiving is not only good for the giver, but it's also good for the receiver. Go back to the, to the one le uh, leper. It was good for him to give thanks. He got healed. Jesus was blessed that someone came and said, thank you. So how many times do we thank the Lord? <clears throat> Uh-oh. God appreciates our thanksgiving. He, it lifts him up and glorifies him. Thanksgiving endears him to us. He says, who's that saying? Thank you, thank you, glory, praise, honor. Who is that? Wow, my gosh, it's Lowell. Send some blessings to her. You know, who is it? Are you thanking God that, that he recognizes your voice? Always thanking? Now listen, people who are ungrateful to God will soon fall away. People who are ungrateful to God will soon fall away. The hearts become hardened and cynical. Rejecting God's outstretched hand to help them. In their stubbornness, they abandon their only hope of help in their lives. Their pride leads them to destruction. Wow. So let's not become arrogant. You know, let's always be grateful to God. Okay, now thanksgiving. Our thanksgiving can be expressed in a number of ways. You can thank God by spending time with Him. Amen. Thank God by spending time? Yeah, I mean. I know when, when our kids come, come home, quote, you know, our home, that we are thankful when they come. I mean, it's a home, homecoming. We're really thankful that they came, you know. And we roll out the red carpet for them, you know. Okay, let's go out to dinner. You know, we do everything for them. Because they came home to bless us. We then, we, in return, we bless them. Glory to God. So, this is what we need to do. We need to spend time with God. When, he, when you spend time with God, you're naturally going to be blessed. We gotta be thankful. Hey God. Not just, you know, thank you for the meals I eat. 
Now I lay me down to sleep. You can have a couple more. You know, you got to fill in the spaces a little bit. You know, meditate upon the Word. That's, that's spending time with God. Let Him speak to you through the Word. Let that Word explode in your mind. Get new revelation. Okay? Expressing thanksgiving is when we forgive others. Are we ready to forgive others? You so-and-so, you took my parking space. I'll teach you. <laughs> I remember when, when I was a, only a couple years ago, but when I was in driver's ed in high school, <laughs> uh, we were driving a 58 Chevy as a car, so it tells you, just a few years back. And so we were learning to parallel park. And so I parked and he says, get up, just, just pull up a little bit closer, pull up a little closer. Just got about that much, I mean, you know, just a little ways from the guy's bumper. He says, lock in the brake. He says, if he comes out, he can't get out. He says, you know, what do you do that for? Oh, he says, just want to teach you something, you know. <laughs> but we got, <laughs> I don't know what, the, what that's to do with Thanksgiving. <laughs> It just, just remind me, you know, just set somebody off. We've got to be thankful, okay? Okay. We have, to, we have to forgive others. So maybe he said you learn to have to forgive. Okay. Then another way we express our, our thanksgiving is serve him in church. You, did you hear that? What, what did I say? What? And the congregation all said 100%? Serve. Not be a bystander. Everybody roots for your home team. And we all, you know, we got the, the, the pennants and the flags and the pom-poms and all that. Yay, yay, you know. And then when they win, you're really happy. You know, who's more happy is the guys that get the paycheck? You need to get the paycheck. Don't sit down. Do something. Be active. Serve. But then they went over. <laughs> Thanksgiving can be expressed by sharing the plan of salvation. <sighs> you know, when you're out with your best friends and that type of stuff and... Um, you go in the store, you don't buy donuts, but you buy an ice cream cone. And you share that with that individual. Because it's a blessing to you, you want to share, or you buy one of them an ice cream cone too. You want to be a blessing. Well, this is the same thing. We have been blessed with salvation. We need to share it. Yeah. Heaven's going to be a big place. But how would you like to be in the back 40? You remember Driven by Eternity, it was a, there was a place in the back 40? Nobody was there. How can you share your joy with nobody there? And the only things that you're going to bring to heaven is those that you share the gospel with. You can have, you can have a, 
a village or a city in your backyard. But if you're not doing it, you're going to be out there in a little log cabin by yourself trying to rejoice and nobody's there to rejoice with you. Let's get out there and win some souls. Especially in the, in the days we, you know, uh, this past week, there was some terrible things happened in France. How many people, just think, you know, we, we say that, that's horrible. hundred and some odd people dying. But how many were saved? That's the important thing. When the towers went down in our country, 3,000 people died. How many were saved? Think about it. The Lord says the fields are white with harvests. But the harvesters or the laborers are few. Let's get it. Let's be. Move it up. Let's get out there and do something. Everybody ought to be going out there. Well, it's not my calling. Oh, well, I guess we don't serve him in that capacity. That's not what it says. It's not what he says. He said, I'll make you what? I'll make you what? Fishers of men. If you were to go in the children's church this morning, you would see a huge gray thing on the wall. I don't know if somebody's inside it. Is somebody inside it? Not yet. Okay, it's a blank, but it will be there. We need to fill the capacity of that thing. Okay. Not only the plan salvation, we need to reach out to hurting people. There's hurting people out there. They need words of encouragement. They need your help, physical help at times. Maybe even financial help, whatever. But we need to help hurting people. Jesus said it's better to... What did, what did, what did he give to the... Oh, give, I gave it away. <laughs> what, what did he do to the, the, the leper? He gave... We need to do the same. We need to give. Okay. To be thankful, we need to give our best. Do our best in what we are called to do. On your job, you need to be the best one. You ought to be number one. You ought to be like one of Daniel's men. In the nation, they were the top. They were the cream of the to uh, top of the cream, cream of the top. They were there. You need to be there. You have to strive to get it. It's not, it doesn't come easy. Because you have to put self down. And putting self down is very difficult for a lot of us. Uh-oh. Somebody said stone-faced on that one. <laughs> We need to give our best. Enter into his courts with thanksgiving. Give our best. 
And finally, on this one, we need to praise Him enthusiastically. Amen. You're on the winning team. Even if you're sitting on the bench, you're on the winning team. The second and third stringers on the team are going to be enthusiastic. Well, I'm not in the forefront. I'm not on the spotlight. You may be called up. And when somebody, you know, and right now, talking about football season, basketball season, somebody gets injured, guess what? It's the next man up. You have to take that. You know, the, the man that was removed out of, or taken out of, out of the position got hurt. He was the best one that they had. So the next man up, that means you have to step up your game and fill him in his shoes. Enthusiastically. Oh, I can't do it. Coach, send somebody else in. Now all these guys are wanting to go out there and prove themselves. You need to prove yourself in God's kingdom. Oh, well, that's works. Well, James says, show me your faith and I'll show you my works. They have to be together. We need to work together. Enthusiastically. Our thanksgiving should be expansive. Our thanksgiving should be expansive. That means including the blessings in our lives. In our prayers, we thank God for blessing us. Right? This is general. Thank you, Lord, for, you know, blessing me. Okay. But what are the blessings are we really thankful for? This morning when you got up, what did you thank the Lord for? I'm alive, glory to God. I got good health. And if, you know, some of that might be, you know, I'm not feeling that good this morning. Hey, speak it forth anyway. Call those things that be not as though they were. Look in the mirror and say, get out of here, grumpy. Yeah. Brush that, brush those pearly teeth, you know. And for the ladies, you know. <laughs> what are we really thankful for? Count your blessings. We tell the kids, count your blessings. One by one. Yeah, there's a, there used to be, I don't know, uh, there's an ad, sleep, sleep mattress ad, that you, you, you know, they see these cheap one, two, Three. You're counting sheep. Why not count your blessings? Whoa, count your blessings. Count your blessings and see what God has done. Some of us need to start thinking. Have I really have I expanded my Thanksgiving? Or I've just kind of kept it narrow.
Thank you for the new shoes. Thank you for the bowl of cereal. Thank you, you know. God wants to know you're alive. To Him. Oh, let's go back to Ephesians chapter 5. You find in Ephesians chapter 5, looking at verse 20 again, giving thanks always for all things. Giving thanks for everything. Paul and Silas were in prison, and they did what? Praise God. When you're praising God, that's thanking God. Paul never stopped his thanksgiving. Whoa. He'd been run out of town. He had been bitten, beaten. Pardon me. He had been whipped. He was betrayed by friends. He was cold. He was hungry. He was shipwrecked. He was stoned, yet he remained positive, always giving thanks to God. Amen. <clears throat> I wish I could say that about ourselves. Ah, this stupid, you know. <laughs> this stupid car, the battery's down. <laughs> hey. The battery's down. Glory to God. God's going to do some, fix it somehow. Bring it, bring it about. Bring some thanks into the situation. Make it positive. Change your negatives to a positive. Paul never said that we should be thankful for our problems. Paul never said we should be thankful for our problems, but be thankful in them. Because we're all going to have problems. We're all going to have situations. We're not thankful for the problem, but we're thankful in them. Thank God I'm going to get out of this. Things are about to change. Abraham had a problem. He couldn't have kids. Ninety years later, God says, hey, you're going to have a kid. And what did he say? I don't know. God says, step outside, look at the stars. Okay. There are going to be more than that. Wow. Look at the sand. Pick up the sand. Your descendants are more than that. What was the word we said at the very beginning? The nugget? Hope. He had hope. He had high hopes. He had high hopes. I don't know if they had apple pie. Lots of bread high hopes. Okay. He changed. He changed. He changed the situation by his thinking. He listened to what God said, and God said this. I believe it. He called those things that be not as though he were. Although Sarah laughed a little bit. But her name got changed also. So she had to listen. Okay, I'm a mother of many. 
you know, well, okay. When you're in a situation and the problem seems too great, have a positive attitude. Be thankful that, that though, although you're in them, you'll not remain there. Amen. Amen. Our weakness, in our weaknesses, God can make us strong. When we are struggling, God is able to work in our lives. You look at all the, all the saints of old, Bible saints of old. Um, God was able to work in their lives when they called upon him, when they were in struggles. Okay? We must come to understand that others can come to Christ because the example that we set in difficult times. How can, you, how can you believe like that when you were so far down in the hole? You don't have a good job. You don't have a house. You don't have a car. Or a good car. How can you do that? I, saw you, I see you rise up out of, the, out of the murk. How'd you do that? It was God. I thank God for my house. I thank God for my car. I thank God for you know, my job. Those are some of the things we just kind of, well, you know, when we, when we kind of get settled into good things, it says, God says, when you get in the good land, the land of milk and honey, and when you're in prosperous, don't forget me. Thank me. And some of us said, well, you know, it was all my doing. I was in the right place at the right time. No, that wasn't that. God put you in those positions to elevate you. We need to give God the thanks for it. Amen? Glory to God. Hallelujah. Maybe that's, maybe you've been spit out. That's why it's empty. Some of you won't. Okay. Okay. Uh, let's go back to, uh, return to 1 Thessalonians this time. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 again. First Thessalonians 5, verse 18, once again. In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ concerning you. Thanksgiving is expected. God expects you to give thanksgiving. It's expected. God knows if, pardon me, God knows if you do it, it will change your life. Do it. It'll change your life. Well, some of us don't like to be thankful. <sighs> Just remain in the cold then, okay? Thanksgiving is expected. It's a mark. It shows a mark in growth of a Christian when you're thankful. Let me give you an example. A young baby a baby is ungrateful. You know, you feed them, you clothe them, and you buy the to uh, toys, and all they do is grab on something. They don't want to let go. You know, they're ungrateful. 
And you were all there at one time, so quit laughing. <laughs> okay. We're all babies. Now, if, uh, if I'll take it from the physical standpoint, we're, supposed to, we're, we're not supposed to be babes any longer. We need to grow from glory to glory, but some of us are still in the baby state and just an ungrateful, you know. I, I don't have to thank God for this. It's mine. It's mine. Again, a, a baby is ungrateful. They will never say thank you. A child has to be t- taught to be thankful. It doesn't come naturally. It's gimme, gimme. Excuse me, my name is Jimmy. No. It's not Jimmy, but you know what I'm saying. Okay. When we realize how blessed we are by others and by God, and express that we are growing when we say thank you to others. And thank you, God, for such good friends and such good neighbors. Amen? Let's grow. Let's, get, let's go here, okay? Our thanksgiving is a mark of a giving Christian. Someone has said, for thanksgiving to be real, for thanksgiving to be real, there must be thanks. And there must be giving. Is that a problem? Uh, when we go to a restaurant, if you should, have excellent service by the waiter or waitress. You usually give them a fifth, well, now they want a 15% tip. And you're grateful to, I mean, sometimes you can give more to some, 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 someone that is really going out of their way to bring you a meal or hot, certain things. They say, well, this is better than that. And then you take, take their advice, right? You give them a good tip, 15% or sometimes even higher, which is a blessing. But for some reason, a lot of Christians, uh, they'll do that, but giving God his 10%, uh, for all the good things that he's given to us, we don't want to give him his 10%. I earned it. Well, one one needs to ask ourselves if we are truly thankful then if we're not giving what we need to give, what God requires. He says, enter his courts with thanksgiving and enter his courts with praise. We need to do it rejoicing. And we're not doing that. How can thanksgiving fall into any other location? Oh, yes. And remember, God loves a cheerful giver. You want to make God happy? You want to make God happy? Give of yourself in every area of your life. Uh, God knows my problems. I'm not making it this way. He says, give it and it shall be given unto you. Press down, shaken together, running over, shall men give unto your bosoms. 
God's going to set it up for you. You've got to be thankful. Even for the little things in life. Like count your blessings one by one. Oh, in closing. Wow, I told you we were going to quit. If you're thankful to God, you will be glowing. Smiling, happy. Have happy feet. Dancing all the time. If you're glowing and happy and smiling, you will not be constantly critical and pessimistic, moody and gloomy, sad and dejected, weary and tired, disgusted and angry. All these will be gone and will not return when you start to give thanks constantly, Amen. daily, and enjoying God's presence. Amen. Boy, just getting rid of that. Being critical, pessimistic, moody, gloomy, sad, dejected, weary, tired, disgusted, and angry. To get rid of all that, just to say thank you. Well, that'd be worth it all. How many people do you know? There are that fall into that category, those categories. Maybe some of us are in those categories. Oh, that sure took some smiles. <laughs> if we're in those categories, let's begin to praise God. Those things will go away. But as if, unless you like that, that form of life, I don't I, That's kind of bad. To be... It, That's a loser. You're on the wrong side. Okay. Let's go now to 2 Corinthians. In closing, 2 Corinthians chapter 4. Look what Paul has, uh, says here. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, looking at verse 8. We are troubled on every side, yet not distressed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, not forsaken. Cast down, but not destroyed. Look at that. He always had a better outlook. We need to change our outlook on things. We can keep on going. We are troubled on every side, yet not uh, distressed. Oh, verse 10. Always bearing about in the body of the dying of the Lord Jesus, that the life also of Jesus might be made manifest in our body. For we which live are always delivered unto death for Jesus' sake, that the life also of Jesus might be made manifest in our mortal flesh. The life of Jesus in our mortal flesh. There was very few times, if any, that Jesus fell into any of those things. One time he wept. Wept because of, of individuals not coming to him. 
He knew the time, and they didn't re receive him. He wept. Okay. And finally, going back, or returning to Psalms 107. Oh, 107, did I? Yeah, 107, I'm sorry. Psalms 107. Give thanks, verse 1, unto the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endures forever. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so, whom he has redeemed from the hand of the enemy. <clears throat> Are you part of the redeemed? Wow. Then you need to what? Say so. Rejoice. Give thanks. You are part of the... Give thanks to the Lord. For he is good. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thanksgiving is not just for one day, but it's for every day of our lives. We need to come alive to it. Glory to God. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Wonderful. Are you thankful this morning? Amen. Well, let's just have every head bowed and every eye closed. We have just heard that we need to be thankful. And maybe we have not been thankful to the Lord as we should have. And this is a good time to just strike that out and say thank Just turn it around and say we're going to be thankful to the Lord. And if you're here that, and not have received the Lord Jesus Christ as personal Savior, this is time to be thankful that he has giving you an opportunity to be saved. So first of all, if there's anyone here that does not know the Lord Jesus Christ as a personal Savior, raise your hand. We would like to pray with you. Glory to God. We all pass on that one. How many of us have not been faithful in being thankful as we should have? And we just want to making amends for that and just ask the Lord to forgive us. If that's you, just raise your hand and we'll pray. I see those hands. Praise God. So Father, I thank you, Lord, for those that have raised their hands. Father God, we praise you. We just give you thanks, Lord. They recognize, Father God, they have fallen short of being thankful to you. We're asking, Father God, that you restore unto them, Father God, the joy of their salvation, Father God. Father God, that they can go out, Father God, with the love, Father God, flowing, Father God. And Father God, that they can share the good news, Father God. All those wonderful things, Father God, of being thankful, Father God. I thank you, Lord. It's placed in their hands, Father God, in their hearts and their minds, Father God, that they go forth, Father God, in the glory and the power of your might. Again, we thank you for the ability, Father God, to be thankful. And everyone said, Amen. Glory to God. 
We're going to receive our communion service. So if my helpers would come forward. We have, <clears throat> this is open to all believers. Thank you, Jesus. And in uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 11, Paul speaks about receiving the, uh, the Lord's Supper. And in verse 23 of uh, 1 Corinthians 11, Paul writes, For I have received of the Lord that which I have also delivered unto you, that the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed and took bread, and when he had given thanks, he brake it and said, Take, eat, this is my body, which is broken for you, this do in remembrance of me. After the same manner also he took the cup, and when he had supped, saying, This cup is the New Testament in my blood. This do is off as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you do show forth the Lord's death till he come. Wherefore, whosoever shall eat this bread and drink this cup of the Lord unworthily shall be guilty of the body and the blood of the Lord. But let a man examine himself and let him eat the bread and drink of that cup. So we need to examine ourselves before we receive the communion emblems. Just if there's something in your life that needs to be turned around, just... Take 1 John 1, 9, remove it, thereby you're ready to receive the communion table emblem. So, Father, we praise you. We just give you thanks. Heather, if you'll just start that music and uh, we'll begin. On it, you see the bruises and the stripes. And according to the word, by Jesus' stripes are we healed. Through his body, we have been given the promise of health, a healthy body and mind. So, Father, we receive this, this emblem as a symbol of healing to destroy the works of Satan in our lives. In Jesus' name. The cup which you have holding your hands represents the blood. Jesus said it's a New Testament. That those that are washed by the blood are saved.
who receive Jesus and his atonement. Being made participator of the heavenlies, being seated with him. So Father, we receive this cup in remembrance of what Jesus did for us. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. So stand. <clears throat> visitor today with us, Brian. We'll get to everybody meet Brian in the foyer, give him thank him for coming, amen? <laughs> Show him God's love. Now, Father, we praise you. We just give you thanks that this is the day that you've made, Father God. And Father God, as we go forth, Father God, I thank you, Lord. Worship and praise, Father God. It's bubbling forth, Father God, in our hearts and our lives, Father God, as we We'll share, Father God, the good news that Jesus is Lord. Give us each, Father God, this day, Father God, as we go our separate ways until we meet again, Father God. The blessings, Father God, that you, that you said that we would concur, Father God, as we would walk with you. And everyone said, Amen. <laughs>